welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. Second part of our exclusive interview with J.K. Rowling. This is Pottercast number 131. Wow. Woohoo. And I'm, I'm back, guys. I'm back. It's kind of sad that she's not here anymore, though. I was getting so used to it. No, I know. <laughs> who wait? Who are you getting used to? Melvin being gone or <laughs> Joe being here? No, our our lovely fourth co-host. Look, Joe brings us together, people. She comes. She comes around, and I, I will. I won't leave again. No, seriously, we had so. Did, wasn't it just so much fun for you guys? Yeah, it was. Tremendous. Oh, I can't even begin. I mean, to describe it, this this. I need to start my blog now because <laughs> you've been saying that for years. Yeah, I know. But this is if there's ever in a moment that it's worth it, just so I could try to get some of that experience out a little more. Well, let's talk. That's, let's that's talk about it. this in, in, in a few minutes. Um, we still haven't said who we are in case uh, Joe oh, didn't right, tell you. Sure. I'm Melissa and I'm here with Sue and John. Hello. I'm the boy's voice. John's the boy of all. <laughs> That's the boy. I'm John. And let's do our news so that we can talk about the interview and then present for you the last piece of J.K. Rowling. Well, I, you know, I mean, the big news, of course, is Joe coming on Pottercast. But I guess there was another thing. We did see our first look at the J.K. Rowling um, documentary, which I thought was pretty cool. Really touching. Very, very much so. I um, cannot and, wait to watch that I thing. Know. Oh, my God. And by the time this comes out, you'll have seen the second bit they sent us. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, yeah right. there'll, be, there'll be two. The first one that we saw was um, when Joe actually was, like, finished writing Harry yeah. Potter and the Deathly Hallows when she was in that Batmore Hotel. And that was, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> Just gave you chills, you know, to, to know. And she goes, I, I finished it. Yep. Yes, I finished it. I mean, wow. The look you know what I loved face. about that, though, is that... It just shows how how real Joe is, mm-hmm. and that she knew that this is going to be on her documentary. But she, you know, th- this is as honest as you could get to probably her writing uh, environment with, mm-hmm. with how messy her desk was, and yeah. you know, nothing was tidied up for this. It was just an honest, true moment. And if this is what that whole documentary is like, I just am so excited to watch <laughs> this thing. Well, we don't know when it's going to be published. In Amer- published. <laughs> we don't know when it will run in America. We'll find out as soon as we find out. It will go um, on the website. The UK listeners, yeah. UK listeners. Oh, I'm, see, I'm guys. I'm out of practice. The UK audience will be able yeah. to see this on the thirtieth on ITV. Uh, everybody needs to make a friend with somebody in the arc who has a TiVo. Yeah, we and, can't um, put the entire out. documentary on leaky i'm very sorry but i think that would <laughs> be cutting do, what if we do a screenshot for every you know four <laughs> every, every second four four times a think, second no yeah thinking not that's we'll so do much. the flip book of the documentary yeah. no yeah. i i think that that would cut into james runcy's profits for the documentary Just which he hardly deserves so <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah but and no, by the time that. that we this this, this program will be broadcast we'll have seen the second clip which is actually a very emotional clip of joe going back to where she, it all began for her when she first in the flat that she that now famous flat um where she Leaf. wrote harry potter and the philosopher's yeah. stone or sorcerer's stone wow 
and she how have spots, you guys already uh, seen it? I'm jealous. I'm out of the loop. Sue and I are in the news club. Yeah, we get yeah I want to be in the news club. <laughs> You're not in the news club. <laughs> no. If you think John should be able to post news, send your emails. <laughs> oh to no, here we go. Lakeofcollegeon.org. Here we go. No, but anyway, she she she's walking and she went goes into the bedroom of whoever's mm-hmm. living there now, and there are Harry Potter books on the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> I Damn hope it. they told it. She told them that they were coming. Um, That'd be an awful big surprise to whoever was living there. You'd have to know you were living in J.K. Rowling's old flat. Yeah. What's that? You'd have to know that you were living in J.K. Rowling's old flat. I know, but you wouldn't always expect a documentary crew to just show up. I'm pretty sure they cleared it with the... They're just sitting there eating breakfast in their underwear. Here comes the documentary crew. No, 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 no. J.K. Rowling. No, of course not. That'd be awesome, though. But you know, she's just—it's very poignant moment actually when she's she's talking about you know what a struggle had been, and, and for her to go back and see her published works in this this yeah. very room, and it's just oh, it's an extraordinary moment. It's it, great, it's, you know. Ugh. So she was an amazing woman, she, you know, and I can't wait to see that documentary. I hope it comes up um, is released here in the United States. I well, think, of it'll course, be. It will. I'm sure it, it will be. be, and I'm um, I'm sure that you know. Yeah. somebody's going to end up with it on YouTube for a while, at least. We know <laughs> no, that's going to happen. I know don't ITV will put it on a claim, but don't, don't do that. Res- res- re- yeah. Respect. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. You know, there's been a lot of press about Joe lately, and um, I have to say there was a very good article written. Um, Joe was not named the Time Persons of the Year, but she was named runner-up in Time Magazine, which just always gives out their, their famous awards of the year about, you know, Usually people who are quite have made significant contributions to society. And for Joe to get even mentioned, like in the same breath as like Al Gore and Putin, is just pretty amazing. But the article they wrote about Joe is really quite well done. I just, but you have to, I mean, Vladimir Putin, Al Gore, the president of China, like, you know, you it's, know. it's completely, <laughs> exactly. And, and a children's <laughs> author. And it's amazing. It's yeah. just to, to, to be third on that list is an yeah. incredible achievement. And the article is one of the best articles I've ever seen written about the phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. One of our staffers helped write it. Yes. Gina, we should say hello. Gina, congratulations, Gina Elliot. Yeah. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We're very proud of you. The, you know, in the middle, so we're all talking about books, but there, the um, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is currently in production right now, and there has um, been more casting news. Um, we found, like, some that, uh, as we heard kind of last week when Joe kind of was, was talking about going to the, the set, and she thought Matt Lewis might play Cormac... Um, McLaughlin, yeah, and um, now they actually cast him, so we got the name of that. Yeah. And Blaze Zambini's been cast, and Ramil Devane, who I just love that name. It's just Ramil Devane. That's a, it's yeah, it's a fun, it's a fantastic name. I'm just so glad that she's cast, which means they're yes. keeping the whole cauldrons mm-hmm. things. Oh man, that's going to be one funny scene because <laughs> Rupert Grint is such a good comedic actor, and he gets so much of it yeah. in this in this film. So. Fingers crossed that it's as funny as it could be. You know, but it's really good, though, because they're, they, I mean, they, they cast these parts that, you know, we think, oh, maybe not. But I mean, here they, they have uh, a new Katie Bell, but they're casting a friend, Leanne, and, you know, Marcus Belby. I mean, these are kind of like not really huge things, but it's just that they're keeping that in. And it's just really, really cool. Well, I mean, they cast mm-hmm. Pansy Parkinson, too. Well, and they the recast Pansy Parkinson. And she didn't do anything. Well, no, they no. recast Pansy Parkinson, the old Pansy Parkinson. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. They've, they've, yeah. casted people before and they just kind of are background characters but well not really because they, they they had somebody who sort of probably was michael corner but they didn't name him michael corner right you yeah. know? i think there's a difference when you get a name I'm, actors correct me on this but i think there's some sort of qualitative financial difference than when you get a name probably as a yeah. cast member that if you are unnamed it's a different pay scale yeah um so they probably only name who they need to name props well, to nigel 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nigel, <laughs> the, the mysterious kid who nobody knows. I don't know uh. where. <laughs> oh, we love that mysterious kid. Oh, I, you know what? I, I, I just, I know this is an issue, and I, I know this is kind of, kind of a funny thing. Um, we did see the release of the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix DVD, and there um, was a really cool gift set that came out. And you could purchase it in, in the new formats, the high definition formats. And if you bought, if you're one that wanted to buy this, and you bought it in the Blu-ray format, you might have got a surprise because the, the wrong one of the wrong discs was in there for Goblet of Fire was in the wrong format. Was in, so there's another was that one. The, the Japanese edition or something? No, it was the high definition. It is the okay. Like say you bought it in Blu-ray. And yeah. and then you were gonna go say oh I'm gonna watch Goblet of Fire and you go to put it in but it's oh, not it's the other player. format it's in the okay. wrong format well, so it's just the one <laughs> that's, that's excellent I mean <laughs> well, I'm sure they're fixing it it'll be no problem people will yeah. just send it back and probably yeah get they, cool but, to mail too yeah they are they're gonna replace it and there's a, we have the phone number on our website now so you can call but um it's just kind cool. of like, is it like a, is it like on the telephone like down at the bottom I'm you know. So- is it like on a telephone, like a tip line down at the bottom? Yeah, probably. probably oh, yeah. Not. I heard that they, they put all of the tables together in the Great Hall <laughs> and they have all the cast taking calls from everybody and <laughs> yeah. uh, sorting them all out. So it's, you know, it's perfect. And, know. you know, uh, you, you can call the line and uh, the, the Muggle Liaison Office will pick up and Emma yeah. Watson will be there to take your call. Yeah, we have gotten so many, so many calls. So many emails, calls, uh-huh. you hear me? So many emails uh-huh. and c- comments from people who, who want the number yeah. and want to know if it's real. And there's nothing else to tell you but that, yeah, yeah, it's real. And we're sorry. It's, yeah. it's, uh, we can't, can't it's a give big it up. secret, right. that number. It took us years to get that number. It's, yeah. it's top secret now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so speaking- we, we may have to call it again sometime. I think yep. we should, you know. I'd like to call Professor okay. Brown, but there's a big shock. Um, well, on that note, yes, that's who I, I mean, will first. Yeah. Let's talk about this for a minute. I mean, we're we're gonna some of most of you are probably skipping past this anyway mm-hmm. to get to where you hear Joe's voice. But right, yes. um, we were very, 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 very honored um, when Joe came on our podcast last week. Mm-hmm. We a talk lot about of you have asked. Um, I can't give the full um, thing about how okay. it happened, but but um, she. She's the one who said it. She said it was her idea. It was her idea. <laughs> it took me by complete like I like I think I think I stared into space for about fifteen seconds because you don't. There comes a point where you don't ask Joe because you know yeah. she she's got to know she's welcome at any time and that it would yeah. be wonderful for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally. But she just said I, I should come on a podcast. And I was like, um, yeah, yeah. Why don't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so so we set it up and we wanted to. There were some worries at some point that what she would say would conflict with the documentary. But I think that now she's seen a copy of the documentary, so she knows she knew yeah. what not to right. you know what not to repeat. And um, she was just such. A team pl- just so willing to go with the flow, anything that we were doing, and to act, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they all heard it. I mean, they nothing did. that you heard there, there was no like second cut of anything that you heard that, no. that didn't get aired. I mean, she nailed everything on the first go. And, you know, we, the, the edits that we made to this thing was really only just tightening up, you know, a little bit of um, dead space here and there. And, um, you know, nothing. We didn't cut out anything of significance. No. There's a few outtakes that we that we're holding on to, and that will probably spread across the next few shows. But yeah. um, but we we gave you guys everything and everything that we were possibly able to squeeze out of that time. So you're not missing out on nothing. She she did an awesome job. 
you know, when we gave her the little rundown for how the intro would work and, and how she would, she would pick up the phone. Yeah. Um, she, she, her, what was her reaction? Right. Great. So, so you want me sleepy? Do you want me, do you want me mad? Do you want me this? Joy? Like, I was like, wow. Oh, that was <laughs> okay. pretty too. She's like, now should I be grumpy? You're calling yeah. or should I be happy? You're calling. If we should explain who Fiddy is. Fiddy is, is, do you want to say that Fiddy is yeah. her? Fiddy is the Fiddy, Joe's Fiddy. PA, who mm-hmm. is a wonderful and very patient yes. person. Um, She's the one who picked up first after yes. we punched in the numbers for yeah. And, and should we should we explain there. about the phone number? Because <laughs> we've gotten quite a few questions about that. Yeah, magic. guys, it's you know we, there's magic of audio recording and editing that yeah. <laughs> been there. Um, no, and and they were they were totally game for it and thought it was, and thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Fiddy basically is, I mean, as you if you've read the note that J.K. Rowling put on her website when Deathly Hollows mm-hmm. uh, was about to be published, she put all these acknowledgments and she said Fiddy who's stood between her and a tide of requests and i'm telling you it is a hundred and eighteen percent true the, the the requests that come in if she if she had to sit there and answer them all she would never write another word in her life yeah. and so fitty is this like force of organization of kindness and has that mm-hmm. that extra tweak of being somebody who sort of gets what somebody needs right. anticipates yeah. it you know She's fantastic. She's amazing. So, uh, you know, it was it's so hard. People kept asking me, "Well, what was your favorite moment?" I I don't know. Just hearing Fiddy's voice was amazing. But then when Joe said, "This better not be about the house elves," I just, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was all her too. It was all her. <laughs> I mean, you can't. You really can't. Can't describe that moment. It's just. Do you guys? Do you guys remember? I, I remember when Melissa called and told us about this interview i was i was in school yes and uh, i had a few weeks left before i wrapped up with finals i and get to do I, that I to you a lot a, what's that i get to do that to you guys a lot it makes me happy i, know, I get to call there. you up and listen to you scream i'm sitting yeah. there and i had to run into an empty classroom and i'm pretty much running laps around the desks in this room i'm like no way you gotta be kidding me there's no no way and uh we should have taped that one but i think we actually taped the conversation with sue didn't we no, uh-uh. Or that was something else. That yeah. was something else. No, that we didn't. That was when we tape- found out we were going to see her in New York. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, we didn't tape her. Um, but um, no, it was so wonderful. Tracking. You guys, you guys actually, of all the things I've been able to tell you that have been great like that, this is the first time you flat out did not believe me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <ask> you're full <laughs> of crap. This is a joke. Are you Because yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't quite believe it myself. It yeah. just... You know, and, and since then we've talked about it so many times. I mean, we wanted to make the absolute most of the opportunity, and you guys had these planning documents going. Oh God! You know, in the leaky yes. planning area, and we had you know dozens and dozens and dozens of questions. Or I would look at it and be like, "You guys, we're not going to get to even a, no. a tenth of this." And this we didn't. Insane. And we didn't. We have plenty more. Yeah. And there's and there's so many more questions that you could always ask, and even going on the boards afterwards and hearing what some of you guys wanted to hear it's like oh that's good too and yeah why didn't we ask that there's so many you know i mean your mind when you're sitting there actually speaking to her your mind goes is just exploding it really is and it's so hard to like not want to stop and listen to what she's saying and and as opposed to try and think of a question what you want to follow up and not be just like a you know and 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 it was so for for me that was hard you know just not because i just I've done many interviews before, but it was just so hard not to want to just 
Yeah. You but, know, no, you just want to talk. You just want to talk, yeah. and you have to stop. Yeah. Have to stop yourself and let her talk. Which exactly. Is the hard part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what did it for me though? What totally put me at ease is just hearing her how she talks about this yeah. and having it be so similar to how we talk about it. Because you, yeah. you heard her give the line about how, you know, it's like you know. I'm I'm sorry, you know, to, to speak as if this is all real for a moment here, but like this is that's, you know, some part of our minds kind of think that way too. We you, you kind of have to, yeah, just to to yeah. really delve into everything. And and she does it. I mean, this was her life for 17 years. So if yeah. anyone is going to understand what it is to be totally immersed with this and to want to know more and you know to care about the characters so much to want to know more, I mean, she she will be the one to get it and. Yeah, and It'll she was put you right at ease. You can't you can't even be nervous anymore after no. that point because she wants to talk about it just as much as you do. And she was so warm and funny, and it's just you can hear it in her voice. You were talking about that, her love. You, you just you know, it's just amazing just to hear her in her voice. That's what so many people have just remarked on because we don't get to hear her talk so freely. It's been so I think very rare because usually it's either at a press conference and she's got a million journalists shouting at her and just you know yeah, and have the journalists asking her the same stuff over and over same again. Stuff over. God and I think it maybe it's it's a relief to sit down with people who treat her world yeah. or we we aim to treat her world with the respect that she has for it and the and the, the love and the absorption and you just want to talk about it and just want to have more mm-hmm. and I, I think that while she's willing to do that we are more than willing to willing to listen but it was just so wonderful to listen to you guys because i I'm, i've been very spoiled i've had a chance to 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 be comfortable with you know talking to joe and i was we were all very worried all three of us were very yes. worried that joe would come on and we'd all be like eh! but it wasn't like that you guys you guys were awesome i was just so proud sitting there it was it was great and this was like 9 30 in the morning too so it's like yes rolling out of bed here sitting down turning the thing on and there's joe on the other end it's like oh my god (laughs) no but you guys you guys rose to it beautifully i'm just so well it was it couldn't have been any more fun and i the, the idea that she'd be interested in uh joining us again sometime is just too too good to be true yeah we haven't but even said is. that yet you guys haven't heard that part yet have you no it's you'll it's get coming. to that part in the show you'll hear our reaction to that too it's, it's yeah. just so fabulous and just we're and it's such a great treat for not just us but for the entire website and all of the people that listen to it and i just think that joe is a class act and she cares about her readers and mm-hmm. you know no i thought it was just so wonderful a couple of, of of media blogs said things like this like how amazing is this? What a media success story this is that an, an author of something so huge, the same week she's being named among Al Gore, Vladimir Putin, you know, yeah. the, to sit down and get get to it on, an, on a nitty gritty level with the people who want to hear it most is just it's it's a very giving thing for somebody in her stature to do. And she sounded just completely excited to do it. And, and not enough can be said about how Joe has maintained her human down to earthness. Over this incredible upheaval in her life, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, totally. And I, I did, I did want to announce to clear a couple, couple of things. Um, I will be traveling with my copy of Beetle. I, I will not keep it to myself. Um, I'll be going to libraries and letting uh-huh. school children read it. I wait your reviews. Um, they put John. on little mittens and everything, and make sure not to smudge it up because come mittens. on, those white gloves that they wear in all the pictures. Uh-huh. Exactly. I, I'll be supplying a pair to every student. But they must return them. I mean, come on. I'm not made of money here. And I'll get them washed. In between oh, come on. Them. You got all that bling. Are they going to be special bling? I'm not going to chip off. 
chip yeah. off diamonds off the cover just so I can pay for the kids' gloves. Come on. I'm sorry. That was my favorite thing. You don't think it was too bling? I know she said that part. She said it. Just it was uh, hilarious. I could. J.K. Rowling talking about bling. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh. I just, I can't wait to play the rest of rest of this for everybody. Yeah. yeah. You well, guys okay, can all blame so- me. I insisted to split this off. No, it, it could have fit into one show. A lot of you guys were saying, "Oh, come on, it's so short." But no, you you can't you can't devour Joe all in one sitting like that. No, you need to spread it the, out. When we did the interview back in two thousand five, we put it over two over three releases, but we did it day day day. And even and I just I have to comment on that too. Back then, and even though it was so wonderful the way it was handled, it still was. We still, we sent it through her people. Her people were involved. There were lawyers. There were this. There were agents. There were this. There were that. It was more of a kind of like a big press event. This was like we had just out of the blue called her up one day. She never asked for oversight. She never, we just recorded it. And what what we recorded is what you get. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's a very unprotected thing and a very, uh, it's like a statement of trust, Mm -hmm. which is really fabulous for us. That's yeah. really that's it, that's that's it exactly. I would I would think. I mean, she went. I don't think she would have came to the show if you know she didn't. If that that trust wasn't wasn't felt there mutually. So, all right, guys. Um, well, I think that that's it from us for the rest of this episode. I think it's time to get back to to Joe. Should, should we call up the Muggle uh, liaison office again and I, get her back online? I I, I I think that maybe they they've seen through that at this yeah, point. Yeah, so. not true. <laughs> All right, next week, a couple of quick things. Next week is our uh, New Year's show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will be, this that'll be awesome. Year. I know a lot of mm-hmm. you guys may be new listeners, maybe new subscribers. We're going to have a show that's going to kind of wrap up some of the coolest things we've talked about this past year. And Lord knows there's been a lot, a lot happened this year with the releases of the book and the movie and the podcast tour we did talking about the book release and all of the theories that we talked about before Hollows and then all the ones yeah. that came true and all the ones that were ridiculous and we'll try to cram <laughs> as much of it as we can into next week's episode and we might even be able to allow you guys to synchronize your iPods for the New Year's countdown clock so we can count down with you to New Year's if uh, Again. spending yeah. New Year's Eve with podcast is your idea of an awesome night which, why, why not? We're pretty why awesome. Why not? So. We're yeah. <laughs> We should have done a countdown with Joe and played it on, played it on a, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, next week's show is going to be great. Um, we have, oh God, there's so much, how many shows have we done this, this year? I think there's about 60 shows. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, we did so many with our tour. It was amazing. The tour was completely ridiculous. So, so yeah, um, that's that and merry 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 christmas happy late hanukkah yes happy kwanzaa whatever it is you celebrate we hope that you're having a great one and we will throw it back to the interview with joe yeah. uh, we have to ask this or we'll get yelled at draco malfoy did yeah. did he graduate and did who did he marry it wasn't pansy right or was it no god it wasn't pansy parkinson i love <laughs> I, I, I don't love draco but i really dislike her she's every girl that who who ever teased me at school she's um she's mm-hmm. the anti hermione i loathe her mm-hmm. uh yes yeah, sorry sidetracked there by my, no. my latent bitterness <laughs> awesome. um yeah uh, he married astoria greengrass Really? Check her name. Greengrass sounds it. familiar. Younger, younger sister of Daphne. So she's two years, two years younger than he was at Hogwarts. And you, 
yeah, anyway, there you are. That's who he marries. Hmm. Speaking hmm. of Gryffindor uh, students, do you have the names of those two Gryffindor girls? Oh God! <laughs> you know on. I swear to you, I will find the damn notebook and I will put it. I will put it on my website. I will put it on my website. That will be my Woo-hoo. my gift to you. Your, your, your whole notebook? No, are you mad? <laughs> that's, that's for the Scottish book. No, nah, of course, of course. I will put. That's so funny because this. This thing has been, you know, it's been like five yeah, years been, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking about that for four years, I think it is now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's not going to shatter the earth or anything once we figure out. No, I don't, who, to be honest, I really don't gonna... think it will because I never mentioned <laughs> no. them once in the canister. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a funny little, you know. Yeah. Okay. So the most important question. Did they sample a recording of uh, of your dog for when they did Stop. your website? Do you know what? I think you. I think they did. <sighs> I, my website is really it's not that's not my wallpaper. I would really like the opportunity to say my taste is not that bad. <laughs> that's not good wallpaper, awesome. and with no offense to the guy who did the design, but uh, loads of it's really accurate. Under the desk, all the I nearly used a very rude word. All the rubbish <laughs> on the floor <laughs> and on the desk is, was taken from life. They took a photo photograph of my desk and its actual do you actually have a, a do not disturb sign uh, do you know what i now do because i took one out of the balmoral hotel where i am um, finished deathly hallows so i've got a oh, awesome. I, I now oh, have a brilliant. do not disturb sign from that hotel on my on the door of my study yeah Very i nice. don't know if you recognized when we uh, gave you that little basket in new york we had done up some uh, do not disturb I signs noticed. and the same design of your site for everybody. It was a very, very, very cool. Thank you. It was great seeing you all there. That was the best event I, I've ever done. I loved that event. It was, that, that it was so fantastic just being there for those for those moments. And you were just on a roll, Joe. You just Do you know the sense of liberation? I cannot no one, no one, and I mean that. Maybe Stephen King. You know, Stephen King maybe knows what it feels like, but I think that anyone who can, Im- I mean, how you cannot imagine what it feels like after 17 years to be finished, yeah. both, in, both in a good way and in a bad way. It was so much part of my life. Now, I know that millions of people feel huge ownership over the world now, and that's a wonderful thing that they do. They, they, they simply can't feel it the way I felt it. I know where I was when I wrote every part of those books. I know where I was when I thought of Quidditch and uh, made up Professor Sprout. And all of these things are inextricably linked with stuff that was going on in my life at the time. And, and Harry really saved me during some bleak moments in my life. So it's been massive saying goodbye. But the upside, you saw the upside at Carnegie Hall. And that was, they. you can ask me, Readers can now ask me anything, and I don't have to say, you'll find that out in book five. I can't tell you that. Yeah. It's important for the ending of yeah. book seven. Oh, what a good question. Yeah. What a shame you'll find out in the next book. You know, all that rubbish, <laughs> which I know, you know, no author wants to be constantly putting people off when it's very flattering that they want to know. But equally, you know, the, the author knows how much pleasure you'll be ruining if you do spill, spill the beans three years early. Right. So, um... Yeah, but that night I was on a roll. You're right because I had the best questions and the most amazing crowd turned up. Uh, they were it, that was a really magical night for me. Magical, the adjective that we is were, most often used in connection with Harry Potter. Well, it's such a cliche, <laughs> yes. but it was that night was. Yeah. 
Well, we have a lot of questions still for you, Joe, like stuff about that mysterious Department of Mysteries. Can you tell us what was that oh, yeah. love room? I mean, what, yeah. what, what, was, the love what room? was that mysterious room? We don't know what it, it was in the love room. Yes, it was. The, yeah. What, <laughs> thank you. Sorry. Well, See, I told you I'm, I'm in Hufflepuff. You know, I'm not. You know. No, no, no. I think I, the, it, what, what's in the love room is the place where they study what love means. So that room, I believe would have at its center a kind of fountain or well containing a a love potion a very powerful love potion you know that the first time they ever enter slughorn's potions yes class and he starts talking about amortensia the the love potion and he says it's the most dangerous one in the room well that's what that's what they would have um found in the love room so you would see wizards and witches taking it they would study the effects the room of course has to be locked and and you know again there's this thread running through the books what love does and it raises people to the heights of absolute heroism as in lily harry neville and it also leads them into acts of foolishness and even evil which is bellatrix and also dumbledore he he became foolish he he lost his uh, he lost his center his moral center when he became infatuated, so that's what that's what it does. That's what makes it dangerous. I mean, Bellatrix was, as I think is clear, but you know I I doubt that people will be particularly shocked to hear because I'm sure they've deduced that Bellatrix is madly romantically in love with Voldemort. This is you know that's the yeah. obsession of yeah. her life. And I believe that Helena Bonham Carter had to be asked to tone it down after she was... <laughs> yeah. she, the, the producer called me and said, you know, give me some background on Bellatrix so we can, we can you know, tell Helena about it. And I said, well, of course, this is a, it's a sexual attraction. She's, she's madly in love with this man and obsessed by him. <laughs> Apparently, they had to ask yeah. her to bring it down because she was being a bit too sexy. Wow, that's so awesome. You know, you mentioned the movies. I mean, somebody who's most amazing in the movies is Alan Rickman as Snape. Yeah, definitely. How, how, he's, he's so good. How, how soon did you tell him about his character? I mean, how much did he know? Uh, he did knew he know? very early on that he'd been in love with Lily because I told oh. him so. We needed to have a conversation early on. He needed to understand, I think, and, do, and, and does completely understand and did completely understand what, where this bitterness towards this boy who's the living proof of her preference for another man came from. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I told him that he was the only person who knew that for a long, long time. Yeah. He's so good. You know, Snape is so amazing. Was, was he truly meant to be in, in Slytherin Snape? Yes. God. Yes, definitely. At the time when he was sorted, I, I believe what Dumbledore believes when he said, he says to Snape in the very last book, sometimes I think we sort too soon to judge someone at the age of 11 to judge them, to set their future course so young, seems to me, me to be a very harsh thing to do. And it doesn't, it doesn't take it, it into account the fact that we do change and evolve. A lot, of, a lot of people are at 40 what they were at 11, having said that. So I think the sorting hat is shrewd, but Snape does redeem himself. And uh, yeah. it fails to take that into account. But then again, you could turn that on its head and say, but maybe with these people being sorted into Slytherin, someone who has the capacity to change themselves might also have the capacity to change Slytherin. Yeah. Wow. And how much is it that being sorted into Slytherin is, you know, sorted into good guys and, and bad guys here? Well, they're not yeah, all exactly. bad. That would, you know, I, I know I've said this before and I think I said yeah, it to I Emerson. Remember. They are not all bad. And, and 
well, far from it. As we know, at the end, they may have a, they may have a slightly more highly developed sense of self-preservation than other people because yeah, I, right, yeah. it, a part of the final battle that made me smile was Slughorn galloping back with Slytherins. Yes. But they'd gone off to get reinforcements <laughs> first, you know what I'm saying? So that, yes, yeah. they came back, they came back to fight. So, I mean, I'm, but I'm sure many people would say, well, that's common sense, isn't it? Isn't that smart to get out, get more people and come back with them? It's yeah. the old saying, there is Just, no truth there any point of view. Mm. Yeah. Well, Sue, you had uh, started to get in, into the movies and, uh, yeah. and Joe was talking about being involved uh, here and there and things. Um, one of the things that uh, uh, I know a lot of fans are talking about and is something that is, is sure to sustain all of the excitement and, and fun from Harry Potter is the upcoming theme park attraction uh, in, in Orlando. How strange you mentioned that. I was just looking at some things to do with that just right before the auction happened this morning. So I've been looking at stuff oh. to do with that today. Care to share? Well, yeah, I mean, we've all been wondering how involved, you know, where where you've been involved with. I know there's been rumors about some kind of theme park sort of thing happening for years Uh and announced this one when they did recently. And everybody's dying to know, you know, what to expect and and how much of it is going to have uh, the Joe touch. I would have to say a lot of it's going to have the Joe touch because I've been very, very, very involved, which has been amazing. And uh, Universal, I think I'm right in saying, and I know I may sound confused, but it is a very confusing issue, but I think I'm right in saying that these rights were Warner Brothers and not mine. However, Warner Brothers asked me, did I want it to happen? And I I think they they, they have been amazing in that respect. They, uh, you know, as the underlying creator, as it's known in legal terms, as the underlying creator of the series, they, they, they came to me and they asked me what I felt about it. And uh, we... There were, there were a few things that I, I really wanted to happen if it went ahead. And, and the key the key thing for me was that if there was to be a theme park, that Stuart Craig, who is the production designer on, on the films, would be involved. I mean, more than involved, that he would pretty much design yeah. it. Um, because I love the look of the films. They really mirror what's been in my imagination for all these years. And I just think he's done an incredible job. And, uh, well, he's an Oscar-winning, yeah. very well-known guy in the industry so uh, it's not just me who thinks that and he did consent to get involved so it i truly think that walking into the theme park will be as close as you will ever get to walking onto the film set to, or to walking into hogsmeade better of course because it's 3d and you can walk around the corner and look at the back and you know that it's going to be quite incredible i i really believe that i think it personally i think it will be the best thing in, in its in the world of its of its type, having seen what I've seen. Definitely. I mean, we, we've been studying those pictures that they put out, those that, that artwork, and we're all very, very excited. It's extraordinary. You know, I can't, I mean, I've, obviously I can't go into detail about what they're going to do, but I, yeah. I've really seen a lot of stuff, and I think it's going to be wonderful and very well done, and I think that fans will not be at all disappointed, quite the reverse. Awesome. Joe, as long as you put in a good word for us to be the bartenders at the Leaky Cauldron. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult <laughs> yes. job, though. I think there's going to be a fair amount of traffic. <laughs> you might want to rethink that one. Yeah. <laughs> for like a day. <laughs> we'll make some butterbeer, yeah. take a picture, and <laughs> it'll be done. I, I have to, I had to ask you, it's a little thing, it's just been on my mind. What happened to Florian Fortescue? Uh, he was killed. He was, yeah, I know. I didn't I want that man. to happen. Bizarrely, my best friend, after 
I named Florian Fortescue. She went and met and is soon to marry a guy called Florian, which is very oh. bizarre because it's not exactly a common no, name, is it? And I, because of him, I was very attached to Florian Fortescue. But um, no, he, yeah, he died. He died. Well, he's, just, I, he's an ice cream man. In the, the Scottish book yeah. will reveal <laughs> there was more to that than, than subsequently made it into the books. It was one of those little um, subplots that had to be sacrificed because it was not really leading anywhere. But I did have a subplot planned for Florian. Wow. And it was to do with the Elder Wand. So I will, I will definitely put that into the, the encyclopedia. Speaking of the Elder Wand. Yeah. Aww. Can, can, can we talk about wand lore a little bit? Absolutely. And- oh, Thestrals. Yes. I, I noticed there was immediate angst about the fact that uh, there was a Thestral hair in the middle of the mm-hmm. Elder Wand because people were, say- people were saying, but Hagrid bred Thestrals, but he, you know, he didn't. He just bred the Hogwarts Thestrals. <laughs> just to make that clear yeah. come on people there's a bigger world out there than Hagrid's backyard <laughs> yeah exactly I mean, exactly the only thing that Hagrid has ever created are blast ended scroots and I think we should all agree that he should never <laughs> attempt to create a species again so he didn't no he didn't create dragons or thestrals but he may have bred you know particular species um, members of the species uh, I've been told my, my Patronus is a blast ended that's what scroot, I think it so. is I don't know what that says yeah. about me. I can think of one yeah. thing it might say about you, but I, you know, I've never been in a room long enough oh, with you to tell Yes, oh. Joe, that actually holds oh. true, too. No. He not? loves burritos. Does he loves really? burritos. I'm just saying. Hey. Let's not go oh, there. Oh, You're That's a podcast thing. You know? <laughs> you know, we love food uh, yeah, on the show. We'll talk about food. Uh, <laughs> quite a lot. Um, but Juan Lore, can you go into more detail, uh, in a more detailed fashion, the, the way that the way that the wands change hands and how different the Elder Wand is, because fans are confused. Yeah, I, I am going to put up another update on my website about this, and I have one half written. Essentially, I see wands as being quasi-sentient. You know, I think they awaken to a kind of, they're, they're not exactly animate, but they're close to it, uh, as close to it as you can get in an object because of because they carry so much magic. So that's really the key point about a wand. Now, their reactions will vary from wand to wand. The elder wand is simply the most dispassionate and ruthless of wands in that it will only take into consideration strength. So one would expect a certain amount of loyalty from one's wand. So even if you were disarmed while carrying it, even if you lost a fight while carrying it, it has developed an affinity with you that it will not give up easily. If, however, a wand is won, properly won in an adult duel, then a wand may switch allegiance and it will certainly work better even if it hasn't fully switched allegiance for the person who won it. So that, of course, is what happens when Harry takes Draco's wand from him. And that's what happens when... But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ron, the Blackthorn yeah, Wand. Yes, from the Snatcher. Wand, yeah. So that would be sort of rough and ready, common or garden, uh, a wand favouring the person who had the skill to take it. It would favour them. However, the Elder Wand knows no loyalty except to strength. So it will, it's, not, it's completely unsentimental. It will only go where the power is. So if you win, then you've won the wand. So you don't need to kill with it, but as is pointed out in the books, not least by Dumbledore, because it is a wand of such immense power, almost inevitably it attracts wizards who are prepared to kill and who will kill. And also it attracts wizards like Voldemort who confuse 
being prepared to murder with strength. Interesting. Does yeah. that clarify anything? Quite, yeah, and we're looking forward to reading your thing out too. We hopefully it didn't yeah. uh, yeah, step on it too mess, badly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I have been asked a lot of times. Well, be you know, what about dueling club and so on? Well, I well, I think it's clear there that in practice, where there's no where there's no real weight attached to the transference of a wand where it's almost done for fun or purely for a competition there's no you know there's there's no enormous significance attached in either wizard's mind to a wand flying out of someone's hand but there are situations in which uh, the emotional state of wizards where where a lot hangs on a on a duel that's something different that's about real power and that's about a transference that will have far reaching effects in some cases so i think the wand would behave differently then very cool. One one thing I wanted to I wanted to make sure that that we got to ask you in fifteen years time when uh when the release of uh, Elvis Severus and the um, the return to the Dark Forest comes out. Uh, yeah, Albus Potter and the right. Yeah, exactly. And the book they said would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh wow! Did I not actually have a question? Was no, that just no. a joke? What a waste of everybody's time. <laughs> no. I'm fired. Go on. Go on. Yeah. Come on, Melissa, well, save me. Well, how 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 much of the next generation do you have worked out? You'll see when you watch, or if you watch, the documentary that I've been doing. Oh, very um, cool. That I've been filmed for because uh, that I do talk about that quite Excellent. often. Yeah, I have a lot of the next generation worked out. You know, it's me. How could I not? <laughs> That's great. Oh, that was great. just too fun. We can't wait to see that. I know. I hope you enjoy it. The reason for doing it was a lot of people had come to me and said, we, we want to do a 10 years of Harry Potter special program. And, you know, they had all these different things. And uh, for once, I was ahead of the game. And a year previously, I had found a guy who I thought would just do a great documentary, a very honest documentary, someone I got on with well, which is James Runcie. And he's also an author. So he, he really, you know, understood my life at a certain level that, some interviewers don't. And uh, so we were filming for a year and it, it was good because I get, this was a situation where I felt, as I do with the Scottish book, that if you're going to do it, then it should be done right. And I wanted to do something honest and it was very nice to be able to answer questions on screen looking back at the full experience rather than still living the experience as it was going on. I can't wait to see it. So I think it's fabulous. I think people will just be thrilled. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. I think it, I think it will it will answer some questions, which will be good. And it's you know it's it's good to look behind the scenes in a way. And you see my hair haircut yeah. change a lot in yeah. here. It's very weird looking back. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. well, we know that you're short on time. So I am. I'm we, sorry. No, no, no. It's <laughs> Joe. You is, don't you dare apologize for anything. <laughs> this has been amazing. I've really loved it. I want to tell you one quick thing. We had a, a test before book seven came out. We gave uh-huh. fans 400 questions. Yeah. And we asked them to guess what would happen in the Deathly Hollows. And out of 400 questions, our top winner got 350 of them correct. <gasps> and he says his name is Ricky Carter and he's from Edinburgh. But I thought <laughs> for a moment it might have just been your husband. But now after what you told us about the wombat. No, nah, there's not a chance it was Neil. <laughs> <laughs> And I know he won't mind me saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, 350 questions out of 400. That is very, very impressive. What was his name, Melissa? Ricky Carter. Oh, okay. Good job, Ricky Carter. (laughs) Yeah, good job. No, that's excellent. You know, it would have been... I mean, people should have been able to guess a lot. Otherwise, I haven't done my job properly or I've cheated the reader. The clues were there. A lot of the clues were there. 
but I think there were surprises. I don't think many people expected no. Dobby. Um, oh. But I have very good reasons oh, for, do- for yeah. doing it. You know? Hedwig. Oh, I'm Hedwig's sorry. alive. Hedwig, Hedwig was part phoenix. Come on, Joe. You haven't heard any of this? <laughs> oh, dear God. Do you know what? That is the thing. I've got to say, I, I have virtually never read fan fiction. It's a tricky area generally for me, but it's those fan fictions that begin, because I've seen yeah. opening lines. <laughs> Those fan fictions that begin, yeah. my name is Lily Potter. You thought I was dead. You were wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh-huh. Great opening. <laughs> so there are so many that start like that out there. There must be one out there somewhere. My name is Hedwig. As I fell through the icy night sky. Yes. Yeah. You were wrong. Yeah. You were wrong. There's a lot of there's a lot of theories about Hedwig, but all in all in fun, all in the idea that that yes, we know she's you know. No, that's cool. The fun stuff is very, very, very funny. I have frequently laughed myself stupid reading some some things. Letters I get are yeah, they're amazing. Well, oh, Joe, will you oh. promise that you'll come back? Do you know what? I will promise that because I would love to come back. I've had so much fun. Thank you so much. So much. Wow. <laughs> We've had an awesome time. It's been great i've had an awesome time too so i want to wish you a very merry christmas or whichever other religious festival you are keeping thank you well you know how we usually wrap the show up joe we, we took a little inspiration from you and um we end it like we end uh, the potter watch Love oh yes we so, did did you like potter watch we <laughs> we had very big grins on when we read about the potter watch poor fred <laughs> poor, poor fred, fred. I, I know. Poor Fred fans. We didn't even bring up Fred. Whatever. Next time. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. John, I've got my hands over my face and John's like, whatever. <laughs> I love Fred. There's a pet armadillo named Fred even. I know. I mean, I was torn up about charity after all this, but... <laughs> Until next time, guys, keep twiddling those dials. The next password will be Hawkery. Keep each other safe, you faith. Good, Good night. night. We've missed it. W three. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> this week's podcast was produced by the Pottercast Trio and Steve Bonnet. Thanks, as always, to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and all our other episodes on Pottercast.com. For more information about the show and how to contact us and be a part of future episodes, visit Pottercast.com. Ew, there's something in your cauldron. It's getting all over my shoes. This cauldron's